Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, sure. You know, you look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. I just want to know, do you know a podcast named The Podcast Is Mine? Oh yeah, I know that podcast. I just want to let you know that it's mine. No, no, it's mine. Hello and welcome to The Podcast Is Mine. I'm Bhushan Kumar. And I'm Sunny Grohl. How are you, Sunny? I'm really good, Bhushan. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, like, you know when the news has far too many stories to report at the same it's, time? It had spending moments in 2020. Literally, it'll be kind of like, you know, the economy's going down, there's a pandemic, there's a natural disaster, there's like all kinds of things <laughs> that's going on. That's a Tuesday. On. Yeah, exactly. And that's just like the lunchtime bulletin. That's not <laughs> even the main bulletin. So uh, today's uh, podcast is like that. We have got so much to get through. It's like action-packed. So we are going to delve. No foreplay today, I'm afraid. I'm sorry oh, about that. I know you. I know you like. I'm, it. I'm sorry. Sensual. Yeah, I know. But I'm going to have to reach for the diary of his own oh, one. Ho, put it down, thwack, and oh, open wow. it. Does that? Yeah, exactly. And look, oh, someone's already made notes in there. This looks, that, that's just, my handwriting. It's disgusting, honestly. <laughs> if you've seen hieroglyphics, well, actually not hieroglyphics. No, I don't mean no events to do hieroglyphics. <laughs> No, 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 I didn't mean hieroglyphic, but it's just basically very messy. It's chicken scratching. Exactly, yes. or Morse code or something. <laughs> Sorry if I've offended you if you like or Morse, Morse code. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Inspector Morse. Mr. Morse is like telling his grave. So um, let's see what the first, so the first note written in the diary of his own one, Ho, <gasps> is that the podcast is mine. Launch! Yay! Yay! Thank you, everyone. So yes, thank you so, so much to everybody who's listening right now. Uh, anybody who has listened, and uh, we just love uh, we, all the messages of love and so support. much appreciation. It's been so yeah. so wonderful to see, isn't it? And thank you, thank you so much because we are like a small podcast, and we're trying something new. And we are so so grateful to everybody who is like just listening, and you know all of you lovely people who've uh, rated, reviewed, subscribed, and followed us on the socials and interacted with us. All three of you, we love you. <laughs> we love you. We are taking you out to lunch when. Pandemic and if you is haven't over. subscribed by now, you are not qualified. <laughs> exactly. You, you'll get a happy meal or something. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, thank you all for the love and support you've given us. We really, really appreciate it. Um, it's gone from something that just the two of us were listening to, <laughs> constantly on loop ourselves, uh, to sharing it with people. And yeah, the, just the joy and positivity it's brought. Um, we love to hear from you as well. So please do talk to us. You know, please do address us on the socials and you know, drop us an email, podcastismine uh, at gmail.com. And yeah, so thank you so much for all the love and support. And we hope you continue to love and support us. Thank you very, yes. very much. So, so Bushan, what else has been going on? Oh, girl, what hasn't been going on? So the UK has had a second national lockdown. Oh my goodness. FFS. I mean, really, like, do you know, not, we understand the reasons for it. Like, you know, we don't want our NHS and our hospitals to get overwhelmed. No, 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 no completely understand. And, you know, there, there has been a lot of, you know, there is a serious darker side to this. At the same time, this lockdown really, I mean, it, it didn't feel like a lockdown. And it, it felt very, very strange. The timing mm. was very strange. We uh, obviously went on a production break. So, you know, kind of threw our timing off. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's what a big inconvenience that is. But but you know what I mean? It it just shows you how it permeated every kind of aspect of life. No, you're right. It's like a bit of a, like the butterfly effect. It's just one little thing. Well, it's not a little thing to start, but everything has been impacted. And I don't know if we've had anything in the way that we would have enjoyed it in the previous year. No, exactly. And I think the time it's happened as well, like in terms, you know, like November and December, there's quite a lot of religious festivals going on. There's a lot of kind of like social meetings and things. And obviously this year has seen a lot of those go yeah. away. I mean, it was so weird for us where our lockdown one episode 
was released during lockdown too. Yeah. And we did not see that coming. Yeah. And also listening back to that episode as well, I can't believe how naive we sounded. Like, oh, we, we were we, so excited. Yeah. But, and at that time, that was the best of what we knew. And now knowing what we know now, we were like, oh, like even when I listened yeah. back to the episode, I was like, oh my God, that, that's not true. Or that's kind of, di- and, but I didn't know that at the time. And yeah. it's quite astonishing. The comparison, that's the thing. And when I say excited, I think it was just, everything was new. There was obviously so much tragedy and trauma around it, but mm. feeling like you could just run to the park. The weather was so good. Yeah. We've not really had situations where we probably spend a lot of time in the good weather in the UK because yeah. we are on holiday for those three days that we have good weather. Yeah. But it meant we were obviously recording a podcast outside mm-hmm. because it was good enough weather. Mm-hmm. Um, trying different things and like listening back to that episode while we were in that lockdown made me think, wow, this one's going to, this one is so different. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I'm not that excited about it. It's just frustrating. You want it to be over. Yeah. So hopefully our episodes have been keeping you going through. Yes, exactly. And we hope they bring you joy and a bit of distraction. Um, and then finally, what uh, a wonderful moment of hope this autumn yes. was uh, in my second home, the US. <laughs> my unofficial second home, but my second home nonetheless. Um, so Joe Biden was elected president. Yay! Hooray! We're waving our hands. I mean, like, with politics, it's always the lesser of two evils. So the lesser of two evils won. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, it couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a distinction in terms of how bad the, uh, the opposition was. And it gave me a sense of, look, you know, we are in a situation where things are going bad, but there is always opportunities to improve. Precisely. And people, I, I was really worried that we were going to end up having Trump elected again. And oh, it made me think, God. how can someone who has behaved so badly and, you know, been so heinous in his words and then continue to be elected? So, and because he had the, I think it's the, the, the biggest victory Biden did yes. over any other president. It's such a big slap in his face, and I think he deserves that. Exactly. And I think it was it gave us all the hope that we wanted and needed. Mm. And I mean, the other wonderful news was Kamala Harris as vice president. <gasps> so not only the first woman, but the first woman who has black heritage, South Asian yes. heritage. And it was just a wonderful moment. It was just like... We needed that in 2020. We so needed that. I mean, the, I remember when the news broke, and then it just kind of spread, and it was just like, oh, thank God, this is yeah. finally... It was a huge sign. In the first few days, I remember kind of listening and thinking, oh my gosh, we're not going to get certainty yet. And we were just waiting and waiting. And then it was clear. Oh God, that election, that went on and on. Do you know, the only thing that could compare to that was when America's next top model, All Stars. And they do the (laughs) widest. Do you remember? So Angelie Angelie won. (gasps) And then, I mean, then she did something. Yeah. And then... And then they brought back Lisa and Alison, and you're like, finally, Alison's going to win. <laughs> and then Lisa won, and you're like, what? What kind of nonsense is this? Oh, honestly. But anyway, I'm jumping ahead there. such a good segue, Pusher. I'm telling you, so let me close the diary of his own. Oh, yeah, close it, well. close it up. Put yeah. it away, and it's, you know, put away for self, safekeeping yes. now. And so today, what are we going to talk about, Sonny? Bush, and we're talking about the legendary show, America's Next Top yeah. Model. Or you want to be on top. But we're not, so we also refer to it as A-N-T-N. And we were doing this show because we, we can't be saying America's oh Next Top Model the whole time. Nobody got time for that. Yeah. You want to be on top? So we're not only talking about, not least because it brought us together as friends, but it's been a constant shared interest. And, you know, while we've known each other, it was being 
still produced, actually. It was still on air. Yeah. Um, but it, it's so iconic and it can be seen as responsible for launching a thousand of the shows in the same space. So there's international franchises and rival shows. Mm-hmm. We, we love it. Um, and so much of reality TV owes a debt to ANTM to da- and to Tyra. So for this... No, just ANTM and Ken Mock. Oh, sorry. I guess... <laughs> He is still lurking in those hey, curtains in the shadows. So for this special, uh, special two-parter, mm-hmm. we want to get ready to smize. And if you don't know what that means, then we will educate you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And be displayed as digital art in the model house. We're going to deep dive into the world of ANTM. So, Sunny, where and when did you first watch or hear about ANTM? Uh, I was trying to wrap my brain thinking back, and it would have been on um, at home when I lived with my parents as a tiny little child. I, I must have been. Tiny little child. T- I would. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, please. When I was three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were watching CBBS. You were watching ANTM, were you? You know what? <laughs> I get need to get my niece and nephew on ANTM. They should be what? It's an education. They you should straight learn. onto it. Yeah, exactly, and smize. I mean, they're so beautiful anyway, so like that. They don't need, you know. But you can take them to the next level. (laughs) (laughs) Get them that contract. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wilhelmina kids. (laughs) (laughs) But I watched it on um, Sky Living. Yeah, it was Living TV back then, before it became Sky Living. Mm. And this was back in the day when you had... Like a card that went into your sky Oh, box. God. This is the old school days. And I'm sure we didn't actually officially have living TV because, my, I mean, I don't know if it should be admitting this, but my dad from a friend at work got this gadget that you plug your sky card into. Oh, my. And it unlocked all these channels. That's how I had MTV every, Germany. Every brown family had that. And I think like, that it was amazing. Sky was like, hated us. Yeah, you had to pay just like 100 quid or something. One off yes. <laughs> Oh my god, every brown person I know, there was like kind of like, um, that's the reason I didn't have Sky because my dad was like, oh no, like, you know, you have to pay every month. Ex- it was expensive. It was expensive, but then this thing allowed you to just pay £100. I mean, it was the... totally illegal, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know if I should be. Well, no, that was, a, that was back then, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah no, yeah. I'm sure it was legitimate, but I think Sky sold these. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> like, Sky put them out in the market to, like, yeah. But actually, well, actually, knowing what we know now about how companies operate, I would not be surprised if they did roll out that cheaper product to yeah, get, exactly. you know, infiltrate new markets. But yeah, so that's how, <laughs> how I legitimately. We digress it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Uh, but see, you like think that I can give you an exact date and time oh of gosh. when I first heard America's Next Top okay. Model. So um, my first office job ever. See, I wasn't three years old when America's Next Top Model <laughs> came out, <laughs> listeners. Um, uh, it was my first office job, and this girl I was working with was always going on about this uh, show, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, one of the girls on it has got lupus, and like, you know, the models yes. have to do this, and yeah. the models have to do that." And I was just like, uh, I was a bit annoyed because I used to think of my, well, I still do. I thought of myself as a fashion authority, uh, and this girl was, and, and this girl wasn't. <laughs> and I was oh, just kind yeah. of like, I was like, "Why are you telling me about fashion stuff? Like, you know, I should be telling you." Anyway, fast forward to August. Mm. Uh, sorry, September. 2015. Sept- <laughs> <laughs> September 2020. Um, if you fast forward to September 2004, uh, my mum, yeah. younger brother and I went to India that year. And mm. we came back on the September the 15th. Mm. And that day was kind of like, everyone was just mooching around the house. Like, you know, mm. after when you come back, yeah. it was a morning flight. It was Air India. Enough oh said. my gosh. It was um, a three-day flight. Exactly. So we were like, exactly. <laughs> so we, we actually had left back in August, but arrived back in <laughs> oh, London God. in September. It felt three seasons. Exactly. Oh, God. And then I remember like after, it was about 1.45 p.m. And like I was flipping through the channels and I flipped onto mm. Channel 5. 
And then I just saw that, you know, that clip art, you know, opening sequence of like the, uh, you know, the A train hurtling, you know, coming, rattling towards us, you know, the, <laughs> da, 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 you know, and what was that font? I don't know what that font was. You know, it the was old school. I can't even remember the first seasons. The UPN seasons. The UPN ones. Yeah. yeah. But that, that opening played and then I was like, oh, this is America's Next Model. This is that program that girl was talking about. And then I was watching it and I was like, hang on, none of these girls have lupus. And none of these girls have... And then, mm. then it clicked with me that this is season one. So the, the Channel 5... Oh, so because we didn't have Sky Living, or yes. Living TV, as you yeah. correctly said, um, we were watching on Channel 5 and the second window repeats. And then so... I didn't even know they were on Channel 5. I know. Well, this is how us plebs had to watch it. And then... <laughs> and so they showed season one and two back to back. And then that took us up to Christmas. Because they were showing it every single day, like every weekday. Yeah. Uh, in that lunchtime slot. And I was like soon hooked. Like my brothers were just kind of like, oh yeah, it's a bit boring. My mum was like, what are they talking about? Like we had to put subtitles on and translate half of it. Like, you know, because she just didn't understand. Like, translate smiles. Exactly. This is it. Well, the, you know, now you see my dilemma. Oh, my <laughs> and we were just like kind of watching it and kind of trying to make sense of it all. And yeah, so they took they showed season one and two. And then the thing was, if you missed it, you missed it. There was no catch up. There was no, none of that. Oh, Living so, TV put it on about five times each day, I think. Oh, oh, you were so lucky. Honestly, we had like kind of the VHS player. So like I'd set the, you know, as soon as it's 1.45, like if anyone wanted to watch Neighbours or Countdown, I'd be like, Forget right. It. Exactly. No, I had to, we only had the one TV. So I had to be like, right, I'm recording this. Like no one can do this. You know, so uh, I know. Uh, oh my god, children! Don't change the channel. Exactly. Don't change the channel. Exactly. No one touched that remote control. You had to hide the video remote control so no one would touch it. And oh, gosh. oh god, these but, were um, the days. Those were the days. And then they showed season three, and then they stopped showing them. Because yeah, I don't, I don't remember it being on Channel Five. For, I don't ever remember it being on there, so they can't have had the rights for it for very long. No, I think they only had like one kind of window. Yeah. And then after that, like, see, so as a result, as a consequence, I missed season four and five when they originally mm. came out. And then during that time, do you remember like LimeWire? And do you remember all those? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, we need to talk about this. LimeWire. So, so that's, um, I remember like I had then got another job and like Lost was the big show at that time. Oh, what lost. That was the biggest like cocktease ever, honestly. Up. It was just so, it was, oh, it was useless. It went nowhere. It was like a hookup that went nowhere. It was just... They didn't even know what the story was going to be while they were writing the first episode. I, I know. Think. And then like, do you remember how like Sky would show it one week and then Channel 4 would show it the week after? And it'd be like, oh God, like, you know, like we really got hooked into it. And then when it went to nowhere, it's just like, do you know what, I give up on this. Yeah. But at that time, that was the only thing that we had. That was our only box set that we could actually... Yeah. It wasn't even a box set. There really. wasn't box set. I mean, we didn't... Yeah, we had VHS. We'd have to go to Blockbuster to watch <laughs> stuff. I remember watching an episode now that Netflix is playing old shows. They yeah. put on Sister, Sister. And I was like, I'm like, we need to do We're going to go into that. Yeah, yeah exactly. But one of the episodes, they were in a, a blockbuster picking the like VHSs, not even DVDs. I was like, oh, this is what we used to do. We used to go with my dad to Choices, it was called. Uh, and I, it was in Wensfield. And it was, yeah, it was. we were so excited. They had games there. They had DVDs. They had an adult section. Oh, my God, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> Especially when you're with your parents and you're like, trying not to look. Try not to look through that, that kind of, that horrible kind of straw. What was it? Curtain. <laughs> <laughs> that rubbishy kind of curtain. Everyone had that. no curtain. French curtain. Oh, really? No curtains. Wow. <laughs> Straight on our backs. It was just a tough shell. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, don't look at it, don't look at it, don't look. And then suddenly you're looking <gasps> at it. But, um, yes, yeah, so then uh, you know, uh, I had another job. And then this guy kind of, like, he was getting us lost and he was downloading it mm. and on a CD. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he was like, I was like, how are you doing this? Because I said like, you know, because um, I had to buy a bunch of CDs from Argos and like give them the CDs. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I can't keep buying you CDs. And he said, look, it's really easy. You just go to this site and Download torrent it, it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. 
And then like the torrents didn't do it for a long time. And then there was one torrent guy, God bless him. I don't know where he, because these torrents, the people who uploaded the torrents, yeah. they became really famous. They were infringing copyright. They we were, weren't breaking the law. We weren't breaking, <laughs> we they were breaking it for us. So basically what they would do is they would like record these shows, cut the adverts out. And like some of them were really good where they'd keep the credit sequence in there. <laughs> and others would be show you the next time as well we at the end. We wanted to see Ken Mock's name at the yeah. end. We wanted to see the full credits and we wanted to see what happened next time. Yeah. yeah. It was always Crucial. missing online. Yeah. And oh. like it wasn't showing anywhere else. And so then <laughs> this guy was like eventually like uh, he put one top model up and it got like all these streams. Because like, it used to be like whichever got the most stream would be at the top. Yeah. And like ANTM got it. And then like in the com- in the forums, which is how yeah. we used to live back in the days. And then, like, someone had written, like, oh, my girlfriend loves this. Thank you. My wife is so grateful. <laughs> and thank you for this and all of that. And then, like, oh, my, I was like, oh, my God. And then this guy was like, yeah, no, my girlfriend has been nagging at me to uh, upload this in Project Runway. So I'm going to... And then... That's Project Runway on by then? It started It started yeah. in that same kind of time. Not 2004. I think it was a bit... So we're talking about 2006, 2007 Yeah, that now. makes sense. Yeah. And then, so th- and then after that, there was series were always on there. So we, we saw the American version, as it were. Yeah. There was no cuts or anything like that. And that's how we used to have to get it. Yeah. And sometimes, occasionally, you would get the US adverts thrown in. And I was like, this, they do adverts so many times. I know. There was like every time you cut to black, oh, and you're like, "What? Well, that can't be in there." Again, yeah. I was like, and then all these disclaimers on their adverts for medication. I was like, seriously, it's like, don't take paracetamol, like, or you will you. die. Yeah, and, and you're I was like, like uh, okay, then that's like, true. It terrified you, like you know. Oh, Goodness me. It, does, it takes me back when you talk about things like LimeWire, because I think the first time I used things like that was like Napster. Yeah, like, Napster. Yeah, music. Was the other one, yeah. And you know, you were like, because this is when we had dial up internet, and the, the MP3 is only like three megabytes, but you'd get to like 2.9, and you'd be like, you need it there, because you couldn't <laughs> listen to it until it was full. And then someone would pick the phone up, and then you'd hear my mom shout saying, he's still on the internet. I was like... I nearly downloaded this song. I was desperate for this brandy song or whatever it was. <laughs> oh to... my and then God. when you got to like downloading shows, you had to set it overnight. Yeah. But then along the time it wouldn't download either. It would like cut halfway through or I'd watch it and I'd think I've got it. And then you'd get like 20 minutes in and it just cut out. Oh, that was... The... So luckily we by that time had got a second line. Not a second line, but I don't know how we negotiated it. <laughs> but somehow the internet was like kind of going... There was to... no Wi-Fi back but then. No. It was, it was wired. It was wired. It was wired. And somehow, I don't know, I think it was the block or something, but... Somehow we were able to have our internet without blocking, I, I clogging up the phone. ISDN. It could have been ISDN, yeah, yeah. like, you know, our tech heads can tell us. Oh, yes. But um, it, was, it was kind of, once that happened, then in the morning we'd start setting it up. So, like, you'd start the download. So then by the time you came back from work or school or whatever it was, it was about 5% in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my, that was the most heartbreaking thing, wasn't it? When it was like an episode you really wanted to watch. And then you like 5% or the torrent oh. broke or failed. And that would break your heart. Because I'm sure on things like LimeWire and Napster, you had to have, if you were sharing stuff, you needed to be online. Yes. So they were sharing it with you. So if they dropped up on offline, I was like, I haven't finished downloading this episode. I'm desperate. That was the thing. It was like a feeding frenzy. And then the other thing was because we were only, we only had one compu- home computer at home. Yeah, we only had one and like, desktop. Yeah. yeah, and so both my brothers would also want to download. So, so sometimes we all watch the same shows, but sometimes like things like Top Model and Project Runway, my brothers didn't want to watch. No. So they always got pushed to the bottom of the pile, and then I would like put my, try and put mine at the top of the pile, and it would turn to this like, why you didn't, you know, occasionally blow-ups and bust-ups and 
Oh God, it really was. Those were the days. I mean, you know what? We were so grateful. And it's not as if we didn't want to legitimately find a way to watch the. No, you couldn't. I mean, exactly. Like if it, even on Living TV, I don't think it came to the UK very quickly. I think no. it still took a bit of time. Didn't it took it? about a year until it finished its American run, and then it was. And also, because the other thing was as well, it wasn't as um, the show was initially only commissioned tw- uh, for two seasons. Yeah. For UPN, mm. and then I think it went to another network, which I can't remember. Then the, the CW. So it became the CW afterwards, but before, the, in between UPN and CW, the CW network used to be called something you else. You only see those kind of names at the end. I can't remember. I, same here. It's like totally. Like I came across it in my research, and I was thinking, oh yeah, I must, I must remember this. Well, <laughs> but like you know, um, I remember that. Yeah, there was like different networks and stuff. And that was the reason as well that no one could really get a distribution deal with... Exactly, because obviously you see this through your work in yeah. terms of how things take time, obviously, to get licensed and agreed to be, you know, distributed abroad. Precisely. So that I could... Now now it makes sense to me. Back then, I was just like, why is this not on BBC One? Why is this not on no. ITV? Why is it on Channel I mean, Four? to be fair, I don't think it would ever make BBC One, would it? Because <laughs> we would be the only ones watching. I know. I think we'd be watching on BBC Three. We'd have to download... Although that didn't BBC even 3. exist. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was, it was really difficult to get this show so anyway but moving on so who was your least favorite judge and why was it twiggy and brian <laughs> honestly oh my god i mean twiggy is very early seasons isn't yeah. she if we think back to like you know season one was she even in season one so i think janice it dickinson. was janice dickinson then it's paulina poroskova, poroskova and then, and then, then it came, came to twiggy i mean it was good because occasionally it meant that there was a bit of a reference to the british audience mm. but i was like i didn't know who you were <laughs> oh, I, I <laughs> And my dad did. Yeah, because I, my poor parents had to have to watch this with me. And they were like, Twiggy's on. And I was like, I remember thinking, oh my God, I don't even know who it is. And my dad does. <laughs> I just thought to myself, why have they got this old fart on there? She's like, do you remember there's one girl, she was like, oh, you, you've got quite a resting bitch face. And she's like, I thought you looked quite miserable. <laughs> I love that altercation between... But she was very defensive, that girl. She was just like, look, let me just get this straight. I am not moody. I don't have a funny disposition. I was like, wow, looking back. But should we give them a little bit of an overview of the show, actually? If yes. they haven't seen it. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, oh, my God, yeah. Someone doesn't know. I mean, if they don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that it is a... Uh, fat, it's a model search, isn't yes. it? Headed up by Tara Banks, who is like the supermodel. The saviour. She was our like savior. one of the earliest supermodels. And the first black supermodel to grace the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I feel like I always go. Well, do you know, like now, again, knowing what we know. <laughs> and when I say knowing what we know, knowing what I know. <laughs> she went a supermodel. She was her? She didn't ever do a Vogue cover. Oh, I not her. even recently. No, she's oh, not been dear. on the cover of Vogue at all. And like, I know everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Vogue isn't the benchmark." Uh, yes, it is. Like, if you not is. if you don't understand what role Vogue plays in fashion, you really don't understand fashion. Like, no. you know. But she never. She had Sports Illustrated. Yes, she was the first black woman on Sports Illustrated, which is a massive achievement. A huge American publication, isn't yes, it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. and that was a huge, huge achievement oh. at that time because you think about it. Um, there was hardly any other black cover girls. In the time. 90s. In the 90s, there's only one other who we mm-hmm. will be talking Next. to at another point. Oh, yes, exactly. Me. That's a whole other discussion. But this is what I think. I almost feel a little bit like they were trying to just have an American black 
um, supermodel. Yeah, well, for, for the purposes we're gonna... for the purposes of this definition. Yeah, yeah, we'll go back. Like this, yeah, for the, yeah, yeah, like writing an essay. For the purposes of this essay, it's out of yes, <laughs> I will refer to Tyra Banks as a supermodel, but she's not. <laughs> but she started this show, which is a model search across the US, mm-hmm. and there's a panel of judges that each week will judge a photograph that the models have taken. Yes, and the girls are undiscovered talent usually. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're probably already working in the industry in yeah. some um, sense. But each week they go through a process where they'll do a challenge and they'll do something right before the judging panel as well as a further challenge Mm -hmm. after their photo has been taken. And then they'll go through judging who the best photo was and who performed best in the the actual challenge and then decide who the, the best photo is of the week. Yeah. And then they kind of whittle that down to the final two girls. And Tyra does this epic, epic moment where she has, she always says... How many photos does she have in her hands? Only have two photos in my hands. And what happens to the person (laughs) whose photo is not in her hands? She must immediately leave you. I go back to the house and pack all your belongings and leave. And do you know what's crazy about the whole thing? Because it's like, kind of like, you know, you like apply for a job. And you'll wait, you know, after you, if you don't get the job, you get the feedback. Well, you're getting the feedback beforehand. <laughs> Before you go, yeah, exactly. you better listen to all these notes. Exactly. You ain't going anywhere. It's like, you are not qualified. You do not have this experience. But, so who goes? <laughs> it's like, well, you just made it obvious, bitch. <laughs> Neither of them are capable, apparently. Oh, my so, God. And, like, I love how they always, like, it always used to set up really neatly. So it's like, we've got one model who's really commercial. And she's really <laughs> this and she's really that. But can she do high fashion? And then there'll be the other model who's like, you know, she's high fashion, but can she do commercial? And then you'd be like, so who goes? And then it's like, it's like the Indian dramas, you know, it cuts to everyone's reaction. Everyone's face and you're just like zooming in. And oh. even our face is like watching, we're kind of glued to the TV. And then she'll be like, um, high fashion model can always be commercial. And then you see that, yeah, the girl reacting, however. It was the best. That, 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 that drama. Script, I know that she was nailed that script. I mean, who knows how many takes away, but she knew it so well. And it never changed. It never it changed. The whole show. And not only that, her voice, like she always used to do this thing where she'd stopped. Yes. <laughs> and it's like there's a full stop after every word. Ken is behind that camera pointing at us saying, no. Ken's like no. cutting the microphone, just pushing this button, like block, block, block. <laughs> and then like do you remember like there's the funniest one was when um in season two, so when mm. Sarah, who I thought was a great model. Reminds me of Sarah again. So Sarah was um she was I think she was one of the first Middle Eastern heritage models. Oh. Uh, to be on America's mm. Next Top Model. And she, uh, do you remember when Tyra did Shake Your Booty? How, oh I mean, I, I've listened to that this morning <laughs> just to get ready. Just get, get some Beyonce. I know this is a proper insult. Beyonce vibes. <laughs> do you know, so it's so funny because I remember at that time Beyonce had this long red wee. Because that was around yeah. the time of like Crazy in Love. And it like, was definitely you know, when she started launching as a solo. Yeah, it was like crazy. This. It was yeah, the whole Crazy yeah, in Love yeah. thing. I remember Beyonce was doing the red hair thing and then suddenly Tyra turns up with this long red wee. wee and I was just like, Hang on, didn't Beyonce do that first? And then I was like, no, no, but Tyra's in fashion and like we get top model like 10 years later here. So clearly Beyonce <laughs> copied Tyra. But now I realise actually maybe she copied yeah, Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. And um, so they did the Shake Your Booty video. <laughs> There's a great... Shake your booty. Booty. <laughs> and I love the beginning of the video because like watching it now, again, watching it now is just like a real mindfuck. It's so <laughs> fun. Like the, the way that we would accept these things without question back yeah. in the day. But now, like, you know when she's, like, kind of in front of the mirror and all the other girls are, like, clamoring for space? Desperate trying to get the camera shot. It's a great story Tyra used to tell, like, how backstage it was really bitchy. People, <laughs> people wouldn't let you go to the mirror and you had to try and do your... There was a challenge once when the girls would, like, work, you know, they had to all choose makeup from the same table. 
and start doing it themselves and do it in a little mirror and then she'd be like oh when I was in Paris and showing with four other girls and you know they would block the bathroom or whatever and I'd have to do my makeup in my room and go to a go see and then go and do a fashion show and like she I mean she really did in one way it, it was yeah it's madness because um the way it kind of like flipped to both scripts that kind of like you know on the one hand Tyra was like, you know, oh, it's awful. Like, you know, you think to yourself, mm. oh, well, if that was me, I'd, I don't know how I'd be able to do my makeup in a small mm. mirror like that. And then she'd be like, but I still persevered and I still managed. And I got the cover of Elle. And then Jill Ben Simone shot me and oh, blah, blah, blah. Jill Ben Simone. And how many God. times have we heard that name? I think he, she put him on the map. She did? Was he, he must have been a big photographer. He was a big, like, it was so funny. When I was looking through some old Vogue's and I was like, and I saw, like, you know, pre oh, 19 credit will be on the photo. Yeah. On the picture. And it was like, you know, taken by Jill Bensimone. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he shot Tyra. And then it's like, no. No, it makes sense. <laughs> She's like, I'm paying you back for all those times. Exactly. He, took he took one photo that one time in the park. And <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, so Tyra's got this music video, and then, like, um, so she's got Sarah and Joanna. So, spoiler alert, really Joanna went yeah. to go, goes on to win she's it. Super tall, isn't she? Super tall. Do you remember, like, she um, had, like, uh, she did this amazing picture where she's wearing, like, a kind of motorcycle helmet. Yeah. And that was the winner's picture. Yeah. She it was her and Mercedes she was in the final. She was a big girl when she was younger as well, wasn't she? Yeah. I so, remember, they, remember they, they brought that story. So, this was the beginning of her redemption because, in the beginning, they were kind of like, Joanna's kind of like, oh, she could be a great model, but she doesn't have this, she doesn't have she that. Doesn't have the typical body she's another typical but so her body so she and, and also they were like um because <laughs> i remember then tyra in the critique when she was talking to uh, i think it was Sha- she was up against shandy for elimination or oh, something. Remember shandy. oh shandy we love shandy and then like she was like oh you know you don't have the knowledge and stuff like that you don't know about fashion mm-hmm. but then joanna in the final episode was dropping names like you know oh this is mark jacobs this is, and she was you know saying insider names and i was like where not you know mark jacobs she was prepared saying. yeah she was prepared she knew a lot more than we had been let on to believe yeah so this was like kind of the beginning of her redemption arc as it were yeah and Tyra was like, um, oh, you know, who am I to tell one of you to go home when I'm starting something new? And there's this great shot oh. where she, like, gets teary. And then in the background, Nigel rolls his eyes. <gasps> <laughs> and then it's like, they, it's this really quick cut of Nigel just rolling his eyes. And I was just like, Nigel, you, she is paying for your you supper. You better be happy, Nigel. You were noted because of Tyra. Oh, no, I know a noted <laughs> photographer. Oh, my God. The introductions for the judges were hilarious. They were so they all, I mean, funny. <laughs> I know we've been shading some of the ones that we don't like, but some of the favourites have got to be people like Janice Dickinson. Oh. She was a loose cannon. I'm honest, the sass. I've never known it. And I think this show, even though it was meant to be like a talent search and help, they're meant to kind of train them and give them a bit of like a, a new look. Mm. We need to talk about that. Yeah, I am tired Exactly. <laughs> But actually, there were so many shady, cutthroat moments. And you know this as well, because you're so so passionate about fashion. Fashion is a really shady, dark industry oh, in so many ways. So... And they were showing that. And I, I, even though I found it difficult sometimes, I thought, it's good, they're showing it at least. Yeah. And Janice was a really good kind of example of how mean people can be. Well, I'm so glad you said that, because you made me think of like a really important point around the whole thing. Like, Can you imagine in this day and age now, sending a 16-year-old who's never been away from home, sending her to live with a bunch of other girls who she's never met before, um, having grown men with cameras following yeah, her around it's, everywhere. It's, it's and, you know, that whole kind of, like, it puts it in context now, because I remember, like, watching series one, there was, like, do you remember Elise? So she was tra- She was a medical student. Short hair, uh, she had a uh, short hair, very pixie cut. Mm. Kind of elfish looking. Yes, 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 I do dark hair. Dark hair, yeah, I mean, I that snake that. shot. You know when they did the yes. snake shoot where they had pythons around? <gasps> Those were iconic shots, by the way. Those are still standing the test of time. 
Uh, the, the photo bit, we have to talk about how amazing the photo piece was. Because even yeah. though I loved the drama and all the kind of attitude, I loved watching the pic, looking at the pictures, and I always used to think, you couldn't pause back yeah. then because I didn't record but it. But it was, it, was, it was so strong that it would, the visual was, impre- like the visuals of, the, for example, the snake shooters in my mind, mm. the one in season uh, cycle three where the girls had the insects. Yeah. Takara. I'm just doing, Takara, um, no, <laughs> or are you doing Yaya? Or Eva, I'm, I'm Eva, doing Eva, Eva, Eva the Diva. <laughs> Eva Diva. I'm doing a little fingers that look a little bit like a tarantula. <laughs> oh my God, that was, was iconic. And that, what was really iconic about that photo shoot was three black models. Um, so there was like Eva. Yes. And then there was Yaya. And then do you remember when Tyra came out with, um, oh, what's my picture doing up there? <laughs> it's like, no, bitch, that's clearly Yaya. Like, oh, why? why? trying to reach. Exactly. It's like, you could never do what she just did. And then Takara. So Takara oh, was Takara the plus, plus size girl. Size. And then Takara went on to be an Italian Vogue and is still modelling to this day. Wow. And, ya- and the thing was, the point I was going to make was like how Elise and Yaya was so super intelligent mm. like so Elise was a medical student and then wow. there's this whole thing where she was like oh well I'm going to medical school school after this so this is just paying for my summer yeah. and then everyone was like oh you're mad you can you be a model like this, you know yeah. she was like no I want to be a doctor instead and yeah. it was like at the time I was like are you mad yeah. you want to be a doctor you want to work really hard when you can just model and like you know but now I think actually that's such a great thing that she did like Elise yeah. and then Yaya as well I remember how smart she was do you remember the girls went to Japan in that cycle they did and they had to do a tea ceremony <laughs> so they had to like open door and like you'd get these, <laughs> and you get critiqued on how to open doors and stuff you get these American girls blundering away like sliding a door back and forth slamming it and that's like really so insensitive and like insulting to I... Japanese culture but then Yaya came along and she performed the ceremony real, with real dignity and respect it was almost choreographed she knew that it was like a dance like do it with a sense of kind of I don't know style style and just hold yourself well and then even like she she got she was such a teacher's pet that when they asked her a question how are you she answered back in Japanese and I was like wow and that then, was a shutdown that was a shutdown but you know the lesson I, I actually what I didn't realise is America's Next Top Model has taught me so so much yeah. like that was a lesson I learned in my head where it's like you've got to be over prepared <laughs> You've got to be like you we know this. Like you've got to get if you've got to do a Japanese tea ceremony, you've got to know what it's about before <laughs> Oh my god, the challenges that were put them through such hell. And it was such a car crash every time. And it was the best to watch because you wanted you, part of me was like, I could do this so well. And the other part was, like, I wanted to be so bad because I want to laugh at this late. <laughs> well, that's, do you know, it, that, reality TV at that time, because America's Next Top Model really was the first competitive reality show. Because we'd had like, mm. so obviously we had like our pop stars and singing oh, shows, but we, you know, we don't count those. No. Um, we had Big Brother. We um, did, Which yeah. again was a competitive, but it, America's Next Top Model was very specific in terms of, mm. like, they had a very specific brief on what mm. they were looking for. Like, you know, I mean, don't forget the prizes. Like, you know, a contract with Wilhelmina <laughs> Models, a digital spread. <laughs> or, you know, or spread. It wasn't even digital, was yeah. it, at the beginning? It was like a cover of Teen Magazine oh or something. But it was really kind of specific and narrow what they were looking for. Mm. And it was, it was kind of like... Um, obtuse enough so that you didn't know what exactly they were looking for but also it made me think as well like in reality TV at that time it was all about having a go wasn't it it's kind of like you can go to a singing show even if you can't sing you can just have a go that pop star quality just go sing just turn up and you'll still be a star and it was the same with this kind of modelling show where Mm -hmm. like you know I mean all the girls they chose looked like models anyway and like they all they did was like they took the casting process and just kind of like really kind of blew it up for their TV screen but 
at the same time, it was quite a revelation because then you did realize, actually, do you know what? Like, I was always like, oh, I want to be a model. But then, like, yeah. you see all these people modeling, and you're like, oh my God, they look so much prettier than me, and they're so much this than me, and they're so much that than me. Did you sometimes, think, when I used to watch it, what shocked me was mm. I remember first thinking when I was watching the early season, thinking, wow, they're not that pretty. It yes. Was because it was not pretty that you needed to be. You needed to have the height. Mm-hmm. You needed, at that time, I think in the mm. early seasons, they were very much about one conventional body shape yes. type as well, mm. and probably needed to be a little bit more angular, distinctive. And also know how to model. I didn't appreciate that yeah. before watching the show. I was like, they're just, they're good looking. They'll just take a picture. It's, mm-hmm. No, it's not that. You've got to know how to move. You've got to know position. The other thing that I'm always <laughs> drilling into people whenever we're taking pictures, find your light. Find your light. How do people not know? Child. Ta- ta- I mean, Tyra taught me that. Yeah, Tyra taught yeah, me. Yeah, no. no, absolutely. That whole kind of thing about, and then no, she also taught me the difference between commercial and like, you know, editorial. <laughs> Which is basically put your tits away, get yeah. them out, keep your legs open, <laughs> exactly. towards the camera or to the side, <laughs> and then like J- Mr. J would be like directing, like you look like you're taking a dump, like you know, <laughs> when someone's oh squatting God. on the floor. But you realise how much, it, like the show is, it was like a double edged sword, educational. wasn't it? It yeah. was educational because in one way it kind of taught. Res- so, for example, if you look at cycle one where mm. Adrian won. I the love girl was that in a picture that the final one with the diamonds. Yeah, oh, she looks I incredible. still remember. I haven't seen that since season one. It's still I can remember. Steered into your memory. So it is. She looked incredible. She looked really, really good. But do you remember she went to hospital and she was so ill? Oh, because she was dehydrated. Didn't dehydrated, she? yeah. But then she still turned up to the shoot, shaking. And then I thought to myself, and like you know, she looked like she was about to collapse or whatever. And then I thought that that in that moment showed me like you know, look, if you really want something, mm-hmm. you She's have to just go thing. for it. Like you know. And that is, like, I've carried, you're going to laugh at this, but I've always, and I said this, uh, like, in my Bouchon's Fashion Friday podcast oh, as well. I love it. But, you know, Bouchon's Fashion Friday owes a huge debt to America's Next Door Model because yeah. there were so many times, like, when I was, you know, posing in minus five or, like, you know, posing in, so, for example, when we did our five-year shot. Yes. Earlier this How year. Hot was, it was the hottest day of the year. Hottest day of the year. And there I am in full makeup, in a suit, in a top, and all kinds of nonsense. And prancing it, around. <laughs> prancing around. Finding my light. <laughs> Nearly burning my corneas. Well, we both knew that. I knew you knew that, and I knew yeah. that too when we were taking the picture. Because like you instantly knew that because of Top Model, you knew how to frame it and what sure. would work. I knew that I had to pose in a certain way, and then remember I talked about how I go through all the films. Yeah, same here. And like, and that's how of, you pick your pictures and, and you're gonna pose. You, yeah, and that was funny. I feel like we've learned this without really being super because it's, it's not like I sat down and listened to an episode and think this is how I need to take no. a picture. But you were taught. It was just something taught. And then, like, do you know there was another episode where um, they met Benny Medina? Yeah. And the 50 Cent throws Lisa, was it in the pool or something? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But that, again, was like another crucial episode, which I didn't realise. Only now, when I was going through my research and seeing that clip Mm -hmm. again, I thought, you know, um, I remember when I watched it at the time, I was like, oh, my God, if I met Benny Medina, I'd be really impressive. I'd be like, Mm -hmm. I'd make sure all my shit was together. I'd look good. And it just made me realise when I was meeting people in the industry and talking to them, be ready for them, Mm -hmm. how to approach them, just to be confident, to remember that, you know, maybe in my mind that Benny Medina is like this mythical figure, but Mm -hmm. actually he's a human being. And like, I talk to him and impress him and be memorable. I mean, I think that was the thing with Tyra. Like she, there was, it was kind of obscure, but at the same time, if you had it, you had it. Yeah, exactly. She would pick up on some sort of like, I don't want to use the verb term, X factor, but there was something about a girl and she believed in it. It didn't matter what your background was Mm. and your history. And she wanted people that were very passionate. And that same sentiment you mentioned in terms of, look, if you really want something, then that is probably going to be more more than enough to get you a place to fight for a chance against some other competition for it. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, there's nothing... 
more frustrating when you're watching the show when girls just gave up sometimes oh that was yeah like come on do you mm. want to do this or not and mm. a lot of them actually had the look but they couldn't they didn't have the actual ability and that made me realize look you have to have both yeah you it really was both because i think the other thing as well because it did kind of simulate real conditions or when we say real yeah. we weren't in the fashion industry yeah. so we don't know but i mean based on what tyra told based on what you believe <laughs> exactly tyra's belief um so i wonder like sometimes like you know if we um if they were sh- actually showing the truth or not yeah. Like, you know how sometimes, like, sometimes it was like, was Tyra making it up on the spot? Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, fashion was like that. Like, you know, they, Tyra was right that you could go to a designer and they might think you're, abs- you know, you could be doing so well one mm. week and then the next week you've fallen down. Mm. And then also the other idea of, like, the girls all living together and stuff. I think that was why so many of the, because, like, some of the girls mm. who didn't win actually went on to have really good careers. So, like, look at Molly Sue. Do you remember Molly Sue who yeah. got, the, got the Rosemary's Baby pixie car? <laughs> and Tyra didn't get it because the other girl. Camille. Camille, yeah, she's she's nailing it. She was shading Tyra recently, but we were talking about that. I think you're thinking Winnie Harlow. I said Winnie, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And she did. I mean, she didn't win, but she's like. So Camille was season two, wasn't she? Camille was season two, but I think Camille went on. She's still doing pretty good. I mean, Yaya, like, I mean, I an actress. She's an actress now. See, I understand why Eva won because Eva needed that title at that point. Not that Eva's not talented, and we know we know her from Real Housewives of Atlanta now, and she was definitely based. She got kicked out. She's not in the next season. Oh, really? She's out now. Oh, goodness. She's not good now. Oh. She didn't bring the drama. She was so dramatic in uh, America's Next Top Model. Yeah. She was Eva the Diva. Yeah. She didn't bring it in America's Next She did occasionally. She did like a few like good kind of back and forths with one of the um, other housewives, Marlo. Uh. But she just didn't want to be vulnerable and kind of share some of the tough things that she was going through. And that's the only way to be successful in a show like that. Yeah, you, you, really have, to, you have to bear it all. She wasn't yeah. bearing anything. Oh, that's I a know. shame. But she's popping out loads of kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did see that episode where she was getting married and then she goes for dinner with her mum and she breaks down oh, in tears and like her mum's kind of like, yeah, what mom are you crying for? Yeah, her mum was really, that was like a real kind of like, you know, dark note I thought was really. Yeah, weird. her stuff was boring. Mm. But so many of the so models really like weird. who have like kind of like, who didn't win have gone on so sometimes Tyra mm. didn't always get it right and I think it, again it goes back to that mm. whole thing of like determination and resilience like it re- this show really did teach you resilience where it was like you know if you want this bad enough you'll stick at it and if you don't want it then something will get but then other times as well it also kind of mirrored how unfair things can be sometimes in real like in the in the yeah. adult world because I, I did think the whole idea of like, you know, you'd see a model and you knew this girl was good and you knew she could win the competition mm. and she was slaying right from the... Mm. So for, do you remember Anne, for example? What reminded me of Anne? So Anne was in the high fashion cycle. Uh, mm. She was a really tall girl. Mm. She won like five pictures of the week in a row, wow. which has been... She had like she worked with Matthew Rolston. Do you remember when they did all yeah, the high yeah, top fashion yeah, photographers? Really I think it was the Vogue Italia spread. Oh my gosh. And then, like, Anne was doing so well, and then they kind of brought her down to bring her up again, because this is the reality the TV show. They want to make a good show, and they don't want it to be too obvious. But the thing is, do you believe, sometimes I would think, is this even really a, a search? Do they know who they... Because we had no choice, did we? Yeah. It was all the judges. It's not like a phone-in and a vote. I know they did well, that later down the line, yeah. which I thought was awful, because it just it had no impact. I know they were trying to make it modern, but it didn't mm. work, from my view. Was it, this is, this, that's why I was saying that Brian Boy was such an awful judge. It's just useless. Like, he was just absolutely useless. And the whole kind of so, your social media score added in with your 
I was just like, Tyra, stop trying to be clever, okay? We know you went to university for a week. Oh, she <laughs> went to Harvard. She keeps telling everyone oh, I'm, like, a, so, I'm a graduate. So, can we talk about this? So, like, <laughs> so, do you know what? There's a Bollywood actress called Pretty Zinta, and she went to Harvard as well. And I was like, what? You went to Harvard? Like, you, Did they you... pay for a diploma? So, no, there's business. We could go to Harvard. Because basically, there's a business school thing that you can go. So when you're, you're just signing up for a course, you're, it's, it's, it's a course at your local college. Oh my god! <laughs> like the thing is, this course is like it's a it's a proper business accreditation, and it's a truncated. And the idea is that if you're a brand or you're a celebrity, yeah. how do you market yourself? Okay. And so you go to this course, mm. and it's a very elite course. Like mm. you have to pay a lot for it. You have to have a certain amount of criteria I mean, and credentials. Famous, yeah. So Tyra obviously had that because obviously one because the other thing I have to give pro- like you know the funny thing is we shade Tyra and we also praise no, Tyra. We love, we love her. We yeah, love her. and yeah. I think it's a bit. But we've got this kind of like love hate relationship with her because she can be so fucking annoying. At <laughs> but then other times she's so inspirational and you're just like, oh. I, I think she's super smart. I mean, I'm not discrediting yeah. her saying that she couldn't go to Harvard, but well, she is clearly a very smart, confident you know, articulate woman. Yes. And she's been so... She's actually a real leader. You see that, don't you? When she kind of, like, commands a presence when she's giving critiques. Because I don't think that's easy to do. And she, it comes from a hell of a lot of experience and yes. know-how. And I feel like they respect her to listen to her. And it's nice when a okay, This is a... a we'll, we'll talk about this later, but there's, it's, there's so much respect from most of the girls. Yeah, oh, there was... Do you remember that girl who collapsed when she saw her? <laughs> Tyra! Oh, my God, Tyra! And she fell on the floor. I, my, one of my friends who I worked with at that time when that season came out, he always used to watch it before me. And, like, so um, that was the one time I remember I saw that episode before he got to see it. So when uh, as soon as I saw him that next day, I collapsed on the floor. I was like, oh, my God, Chris, it's you. <laughs> like, we were just, like, cracking up at that. But um, you're so right. She, Tyra, because, like, she spun out a career. Oh like we are still bankable talking, production. Bank, well, bankable. <laughs> Clues in the title. <laughs> but seriously, she's. Uh, we're still talking about her now. She's still she's relevant. Amazing. She's like in 2020. She is hosting Dancing with the Stars. She is still. <laughs> just saw someone sent. I needed to send this to you. Someone sent me a picture of her latest dress, a blue dress. That was no, me. Lupa. I sent it to you. The Lupa. Oh, the Lupa. <laughs> it was a Lupa and there's a picture of Tyra. No, I think I sent that to you because I also sent there was this other awful outfit that someone said, like, Tyra's stylist needs to be fired. Because like, she sometimes would wear... Do you know that, And what's really funny is, like, I'd see her, some of the stuff she wears on the red carpet and I'm like, what the fuck are you wearing? But the thing is, this is the difference. She's a model. She's not a designer. And they're so used to looking absolutely incredible because guess what? They met a whole team produced the photo, but they have no clue when they go on the street. Well, this is the thing. No, but she's had a red... She's got a red she's got a stylist she's not cho- like Blake Lively I don't know if you know who Blake Lively yeah. is from Gossip Girl she chooses her own clothes and she has good taste oh, and she chooses so like you know yeah. but Tyra has a stylist someone told her that she, <laughs> she pissed someone off <laughs> she really <laughs> pissed someone off but I, I always, do you know in my heart of hearts I always used to hope that it would be like she'd be on the worst <laughs> dress list um, on Fashion Police and then I'd be like praying in my heart of hearts this is going to be an ANTM challenge where she's like I wore this on purpose to show yeah, you guys yeah. like you know how the media troll you <laughs> and I was waiting for that challenge to come and it never came and I was like Tyra we talked about it on a talk show but the thing is that she once sent the girls there's a challenge where she sent them to Old Navy which is kind of like the gap yeah. in the US and she was like you have to come up with a model look uh, on a budget yeah and that's I mean that's what I've been doing as well because I can't afford like the top labels and that was how so many of us used to do like yeah. you know and still do but we... it, it ends up coming through in the high street doesn't it yeah. the, d- the designer brands influence some of the Deborah's Prada Cerulean you thought you just picked it up exactly actually, it was chosen for you by the very people on this podcast <laughs> 
Oh goodness me! But then we knew more about the fashion industry when we were watching that show. We knew a little bit more. We had more insight. Mm -hmm. So like, we knew what a ghosty was. Oh my god! (laughs) The amount of times we'd be like, but. But because of Angelie, we'll talk about it later. Oh God, we've got to talk about oh, that. Oh my goodness! So, but yeah, we've talked about some of our favorite and least. Uh, well, we tried to, but we, yeah. we can't we segue. Segue, <laughs> but I think we need to give a little special mention to people like Miss J and Mister J. Who they were, were brilliant. They were so good. They are brilliant. I mean, and they're still like Mister J. Still looks the same. I saw a YouTube, but then that's like. You have not changed. Not aged a single day. He still looks good. And Miss J as well, like she's fabulous as well, watching her. Oh, like, awesome. And what's really important about Miss J is that was the first kind of um, example of a trans, I think it was a trans person on television. Was Miss J trans? I believe she was. I don't know. Oh, transgender. Transgender, yeah. yeah. Oh, so not transvestite. Yeah, no, yeah. transgender. Yes. And so I thought that, you know, when I, that, that was the first time we saw someone transgender yeah, you're right. in that time. And because like, first when we saw, I remember I first saw Miss J on a program called Model Behavior, and which is on Channel Four. We love Model Behavior. Was that with Nathan? Wallace? Yeah, oh, Nathan, South Nathan. African. Yeah, got the cover of JQ, and that girl Camille got the cover of um, Glamour because it was men and women. Men and women. It? Yeah, oh, they were so. Old. That was a great show. Oh wow! Really <laughs> Why didn't that come back? I know they should have recommissioned it. T Four. Yes, I think it was T Four. Yeah, T Four was the oh T Four. That was like oh, one of God. the best. Saturday morning. It was, was like not, an alternative to Live and Kicking, wasn't it? Yeah, I was not like an SMTV or a um, thingy, Live, or and, Live and Kicking it? girl. I was I was all T4 all the way. I love T4. All the American imports. Yeah, definitely. But you yeah, know, I think I think this is a really good segue into talking about um, the show having a lot of backlash. As well. well, yeah, recently it has, hasn't it? Like, you know, in terms of like looking at it through a modern kind of viewpoint, mm. there is a lot kind of that kind of... Um, yeah, because the thing that I, you know, when I look back and reflect, because I've had other people say to me, oh, no, it's just too shady. And I'm like, look, I know it is. But what I took away from it was, look, this is entertainment and I'm sassy and I like sassy humour. And also there's a fashion element to it. There's a bit of an education element about how to take a photo mm-hmm. and showing your passion and commitment. Are you really, you know, do you really want this? But I I don't think, I mean, Tyra's reflected. I've seen a few interviews when she's kind of talked back at, you know, some of the things that they did in the early episode. There's one interview very recently that mm. she talked on, I think it was on Instagram Live with, um, I think they're probably two podcasters. Mm. Not that. <laughs> well, we will interview her one Yeah, day. exactly. But she said, look, in the first season, we even had, like, we measured every girl and we weighed them. Mm. And she said, I look back and think, what what the hell were we doing? But at the time, that was normal. And to be fair, when I watched it, I just thought, yes, that is what a model is. You can't be any of this. But well, she did so much, didn't she? Yeah. To kind of um, promote body positivity. Um, there was there were actually trans um, contestant, contestant ISIS, ISIS. Yes, unfortunately named ISIS. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Every time they'd say like ISIS, you'd be like, oh what? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, terrorist organization? That. Like, oops. But like, she was so good at kind of promoting things before they were a trend. Yes, yes. And just, and everyone in there was, a lot of men were gay and everyone was okay. It was like accepted and yes. it was promoted, not even accepted, it was like really celebrated. It was, it was just like, it was just part of it. It was like, it wasn't even commented it was, it was on. Just, it was just, it there, is what it is. Isn't it? And I think that was why the show is so hugely popular with the LGBTQI. But it was also as well, you're, you're so right, like she was doing the petite cycle, she did the plus size cycle. She had like, you know, there's so much more that, but I, at the same time, like this is, I think it comes down to that whole kind of love hate thing that we have with yeah, Tyra. Yeah, yeah. So in the sense that yes, you're right. There's so many positives that we learned from the show, and it t- and at that time, no one was having those conversations. And to be fair, Tyra did do a lot of the work 
in the mainstream, in that space, to kind of get us to, uh, you know, moving towards the direction we're moving in now, where we have representation mm -hmm. on screen, where, you know, back in the day, we couldn't have thought of something like, a, even though there was Queer Eye, there was Queer Eye, there was five white guys, but now Queer Eye is a lot more representative of than yeah. it was before. Yeah. And I think, like, same with Top Model as well, like, you know, as we went along, models became was, more yeah. representative. You know, because in America, at first it was like they were all like all American girls. Yeah, they were. Or, and it was, it was very stark as well. It was almost like there were a few token coloured girls. Yeah. Or black girls. Oh, POCs, exactly. POCs. Yeah, yeah. oh, black them. girls. And that, that was the thing. It was either like, you know, you were either like this blonde beauty from the South or you were like a black girl from the Bronx. Or, do you know what I mean? They, 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 yeah. they fit into various tropes and stereotypes. Yeah. And because of that, I think we then kind of moved. We slowed, I mean, ANTM slowly moved away from that and start, tried to take it away from that. It's like, well, look, this is what you know a model to be. This is what a model can be. And, you know, but then at the same time, like Tyra would kind of like shoot herself in the foot because on the one hand, she'd be like, you know, oh, you know, Kate Moss is only five foot seven. They should chuck someone out for being because five foot six. Not. Yeah. But the thing is, is it, was it about, I feel like she would give critique that was like, look, you can still um, maybe model through your limitations. Maybe yes. in terms of your height. As long as you photograph tall, keep your neck. And the other thing, the neck. <laughs> the neck. Oh my God, the neck, neck monster. I thought all these things that yeah. she would teach you, like maybe like, you know, with a forehead, yeah. she said, got a big forehead, don't lean forward, mm -hmm. lean back, all these different things. But I feel like her intention, I, I, do but I know it sounds like quite naive. I do feel like her intentions were good to create something that was going to, you know, promote body positivity mm. or diversity and help people become famous as yes. models. But I think she also knew, look, this is a really tough industry. I want to kind of showcase the shady side of it, but in a funny way. I think that sometimes it felt like hazing when I would watch some of the challenges. <laughs> But I love that. It was funny. And I know it was at their expense. But guess what? They signed up for it. And they know it's a reality well, TV Well, this show. is the thing. that that You've nailed it on the head. That is reality TV at that time. You'd basically sit with a producer beforehand and say, look, I don't want to be naked in front of anyone. I don't, I don't like And they will definitely make sure that you put you in those situations <laughs> yeah. to exploit you. Exactly. So you're going to be naked in front of loads of, uh, you know, I'm a Christian girl. I don't believe in sex before <laughs> marriage. I don't believe in being naked in public. What are you going to do? You're going to have to do a naked shoot with grown men pointing cameras at you. You know, I'm scared of heights. Right, you're going to have to pose on top of a building or run to the top of the... You know what I mean? So it, it was a very... And that is not just... We should call those people out. I just saw a clip recently of there was one um, woman that was like, oh, I don't want to be naked. I'm not doing a yeah. naked shoot. And then Tyra was like... You say you didn't want to do this naked shoot, but then when I came behind the scenes, I saw you behind the curtain flash your boobs and jiggle them, and they were up, down, left, right, and the girl was... <laughs> you know, that happened in Canada's Next Top Model as well. <laughs> it's a regular. But the thing is, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think she was also teaching the girls, look, I know that you've got certain principles and morals. Don't just do it for the camera. Have yeah. some integrity. Is it you yeah. or isn't it you? And what is the reason why you're here? Mm. Don't do things for face. And I like that. She tried to break all that down. She did. And I think the other thing that we have to praise Top Model on is that it was so slickly edited and produced. Like they had a small budget and they didn't have much to kind of go on. But they made sure every every frame counted. Because so, she, 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 I think she adopts a model of look, uh, model. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm taking a photo, and I want to make sure we make the most of the film. Because I used to think, who cares? Like, mm. it doesn't matter if there's loads of bad photos. It matters it because matters that's someone's time massively. spent on photos that are useless. So she's doing the same thing. She's going through the show, thinking, look, what is going to make the most impact in this show? And she, I, I like that principle. And I feel like we kind of do that in our yeah, kind of lives absolutely. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's kind of like when she went to the Japan shoot. And do you remember when she showed the girls, like, they had to do something for Samsung with a flip phone? <laughs> and then she showed them with the kimono. Like, they were just posing with the kimono on. And she's like, no, look, 
you can take it off, you can throw it around, and you can move it. But then, and also, what was really uh, smart as well in one way about the show is like she would tell you what you needed to know, but she wouldn't tell you directly. And that is very much like the real world, Mm. where someone will tell you. So, for example, if you get a client who gives you a brief and says, "I want this, this, and this," they're not exactly going to say what they want, but they expect you to come up with the finished product. So you have to process it and be the creative exactly. And I think that kind of picking up those clues, being aware, being in the moment. And again, it comes down to wanting it. You have you to have really, to, really, yeah, the girl, you have to want there. it. Like you need seriously, to be desperate for it. And they, and they definitely tried to pull that out of people. And occasionally, you would see a couple of contestants that would say, "I don't really want to do this." And yeah, they're like, "Well, that is going to definitely get shown in the judge panel. <laughs> They're going to bring exactly. you down." So, do you think adding male models into the mix was a good idea? You didn't need to finish that. Off. <laughs> that was one of the best moves because for ages I kept thinking, "Oh, I wonder what she would critique men. How would she kind of suggest they do things?" Because and I was. I thought men aren't really that big as supermodels are they they no. don't really have that kind of concept and i mm. just thought i want to see some eye candy because <laughs> occasionally they would throw a man in wouldn't they with yeah. the girls and i used to be like showcase him a little bit more because he was just there to facilitate the girl being yeah. you know the center of attention but mm. niall niall <laughs> niall demarco and we have to give a shout out to niall he um has uh, he produced uh, a show uh, called Deaf U, which is about a, a university I didn't know it was in the, oh, uh, the US. Okay. And it's it's really good show. Like, I've seen a couple of episodes. I need to finish it, actually. Me and I uh, really, really enjoyed it. It's on Netflix. He's well. a great role model, isn't he? Really, really It would good. have been much more difficult for him, I imagine, getting feedback from the director and being in the moment, trying to mm-hmm. understand the instructions when you're more limited in terms of your senses. Absolutely. And I think he had, an, like, even though he had an interpreter and that, oh, like, do you remember, like, when he was in the house, he was left out of a lot of conversation. I think it was really good because I think that is a barrier that people don't often talk about, being, you know, able-bodied and, you know, that is something, it's a conversation. Def- and I think in that respect, you're so right that Tyra was, she did try to broach these conversations and, like, I think she was a bit clumsy in the way she did it. I can't remember it now. But then I, well, I just mean just in general. So like when she would have like any sort of, when she tried to break or address any sort of taboo, whatever it was at that time in yeah, society, yeah. I think the way she came at it was a bit kind of clunky. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Because yeah. when you're the pioneer, yeah. it's almost like, look, it's hard to kind of do it perfectly and mm. other people will learn from your mistakes, hopefully. But we should obviously applaud her for doing it. But... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We will definitely tear her down as well. We're not doing it properly. <laughs> but, you know, in summary, adding male models to the mix is a good idea. Uh, yes. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> One picture in our hands. <laughs> it's a yes. <laughs> Brilliant. So, do you know, we've got plenty more to say about ANTM. So, in true ANTM style, we're going to have a two parter. Yes. No, not one of those annoying filler episodes where you see all that unseen footage that we were so disappointed. And we've seen most of it already anyway. All it was was like someone doing a poo or falling over oh or something. Oh my God. It would really catch you off guard. I'd be like, really excited, got my snacks ready. And I was like, wait, I've seen this. Or like, you know, it'd be the one just before the final. So then when you downloaded it, you're like, oh, this is oh, the unseen one. Man. What? Um, yeah, and nobody wants that. But we've got more juicy topics, including why Rita Hora, I'm sorry, Hora <laughs> was the worst host ever. And the ANTM drag race in relationship. Oh my God. And then Bushen quizzes Sunny on his knowledge. That's right. So anyway, just before we go, so uh, I just want to remind people that you can contact us on our So if if you have anything today you want to talk about or if you want to kind of pick up on anything we've discussed, we would love to hear from you. So you can hear from us on Facebook. You can test me. Do you want to test test me? Okay, okay. okay, okay. So on Facebook and Instagram, we are... The podcast is mine. And then on Instagram... uh, Sorry, on uh, on Twitter, Twitter. sorry. (laughs) Podcast is mine. Yes. Yes. And then on TikTok. 
The podcast is mine. Well done. And then what's our email address? It's the podcast is mine uh, at gmail.com. Someone did his homework. Yeah, I'm ready for that challenge. Absolutely. And then finally, the podcast is mine. <laughs>